This is Y-Tune Shuffle. Y-Tune Shuffle, it's the music that informs our lives. The rules here are that there are no rules other than just bring in your music, mm. hit play. We- and then we get to pick your brain about why those songs. This was the very, very first rock recording that I ever wrote and performed that I actually felt, okay, this is who I am. I actually think I can do this. I found my voice. Welcome to Y-Tunes Shuffle, a celebration of the music that inspires our lives. With your host, comedian and radio personality, Maggie Mayfield, and Hollywood's secret weapon, David Earl Waterman. This is Y-Tunes Shuffle. So this is a show called Y-Tunes Shuffle. It's my favorite thing ever. My name mm. is Maggie Mayfield, your host, with my co-host, David Earl Waterman, a.k.a. Hollywood secret weapon. Right here, right now. <laughs> Let's tune out with Y-Tune Shuffle. <laughs> You're like the king of puns today. That's what you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our guest, I'm very excited to meet finally in person after many Twitter yeah. exchanges mm-hmm. failed so until yeah, yeah. yesterday. Uh, <laughs> Brian Scalaro, welcome to the show, Thank man. Thank you very much for having me. You are so busy. Yeah, yeah. Busy, but still poor. Figure that out. But it's L.A. Rent is five thousand dollars a second. It's, that's so crazy. It's right? either you live in an, a decent place and it's mm-hmm. five grand, or you live like an hour out in a little tiny shack underneath right. somebody's. You know, you're in somebody's basement. There's like a an amazing meme about L.A. and like how to live here. It's a triangle. It's either you can either you can only pick two of these things. It's either affordable, close to work, or safe. <laughs> you know, yeah, like you yeah, only yeah. get two. Yeah, of those. I'm the I'm the latter. I'm I live in Pacoima. I don't even know what that is. It's just a Pacoima, California is just a hop, skip, and a jump north of Burbank, okay. where we are right now. It's actually a 10-minute drive. Uh-huh. It's a bedroom community, primarily Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wake up to live roosters, chickens. <laughs> that's, um, that's why I don't live there. The thing, I, I love Latino community, Hispanic community, but they do they do stay up late, and they do keep their babies up late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was at a Red Roof Inn in San Antonio, Texas at 3 in the morning. I went yep. out because I smoked some weed in the garage. Mm-hmm. And there was a fucking family there mm-hmm. with two babies, babies walking around, mm-hmm. they're playing with the chihuahuas, three in the morning. Yeah. It was completely normal for that culture. No, and and, and yeah. I worked in a Cherubusco Studios in Mexico, yeah. and it is, I mean, Latin culture parties yeah. day and night. And do you know what- well, they ev- did stay up. Yeah, every every third Wednesday is the 4th of July. <laughs> it doesn't matter, no, no. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go to bed. Yeah. But you're up late, and then you're up early, because oh. you're out at the comedy store all night. I'm, yeah, but my thing is, now that I'm 44, mm-hmm. uh, I seem to wake up at 7 a.m. no matter what. So if I go to bed yeah. at 4 a.m., <laughs> I'm up at 7 a.m. Oh. But that's where napping comes in handy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How? What's a perfect nap? Where uh, are you, and how long is it? I'm in my bed by myself. <laughs> by myself. Sleeping by myself is, is a shit. Because normally you're not sleeping by yourself? Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? People yeah. have significant others. Yeah. But sleeping by yourself, three hours? Yeah. That's the best. Well, All right. Yeah, but yeah. Dick Van Dyke had that double bed thing, and yeah. Lucy and Ricky, you know, back in the old days, people, that's how people did it. I, I'm not Twin sure. Twin I think bed? that's how they did it on TV, not in real life. Wait a minute. You mean it's not? Uh, what I'm saying TV is, is I'm like pretty sure Dick Van Dyke had a, had a wide bed with his wife in it. But on TV, he didn't. I I, I thought that, that was yet. the well you're probably right I don't know I guess I thought TV was real 
TV is real. You're a TV. You're a TV guy. I'm, yeah, I'm a TV. But you're really here. I'm really here. How did you get started as a, and how, how do you become yeah, well, like a full time actor? Yeah, That's what, what all of us want to be. The first show I did, uh, Sidney Lumet, uh, the director of Dog Day Afternoon in Serpico, mm. he did a show called 100 Center Street on the A and E channel with Alan Arkin and. Samuel Jackson's girlfriend. I don't know her name. Mm-hmm. That's what that is her Good name. Point. Her yeah, name yeah. is Samuel Jackson. That was girlfriend. the first show I did. I met, I met him and he hired me. You know, I, I auditioned for him. Back in those days, you could on, you could go on tape for an audition in New York for L.A. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they I booked a pilot from New York, mm-hmm. and I was out here. And I came out here it was Tiffany Thiessen and <gasps> myself, Mackenzie Aston, Kelly uh, Kapowski. Yeah. Yes. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I liked what she was. Her timing was great. You know, she was really, really funny. And then uh, they threw me on another show. There was a writer on that show who worked on a show called Three Sisters, which nobody remembers because 9-11 happened when it came mm-hmm. out. Mm. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> I'm sure the people who died got it worse, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So uh, they just threw me on that show. So mm-hmm. for about a year and a half, I got to learn to act on network television with network money with nobody watching. Wow. But it was a really good show. It was by the girls who write The Middle. Mm. And so it was a very funny show. You know, and they, I'm still friends with them. They gave me a part on The Middle once. And, that was mm-hmm. and then after that, it was a pilot for ABC. Uh, and it was, then I got a, then I did a show stacked with Pamela Anderson for two years. Christopher Lloyd called Stacked by the guy who did Modern Family, and now I. Uh, then there was the writer strike, and everybody got knocked down a level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you were a regular, if you were a movie actor uh, like David Spade, now you were on TV. Right. And guys like me who had regular roles were knocked down to guest roles. How'd you and, get started? You're from New York originally. Yeah, yeah. Which part of New York? Uh, Brooklyn and Queens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you started like you, you took acting classes or something? No, no. I just um I I just. I I uh, play, play and pretend since I was three, and I've mm-hmm. never stopped. Like I'm like a, a real life Muppet baby, you know. <laughs> I just play pretend all the time. I did I did high school plays and grammar school plays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just once you do a play where you have to learn to act the entire time you're on stage, mm-hmm. like in high school and grammar school, I just would, then you just that just carries over. Are the Scolaros uh, a theater family mm-hmm. from Brooklyn? No, I, my father <laughs> likes theater. Yes, but they they never acted out. What'd there. your dad do? He worked in Social Security. And your ma? My mother worked in the billing department of health insurance companies. Okay, so middle class American family from Brooklyn yeah. and Queens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and your brothers and sisters' names are? Uh, I, I'd rather not say. My brother likes to remain under the radar. Still doesn't have social media. Wow, no, that's no, so I'm lucky. Not, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not smart. I, I, I wish I could get rid of Facebook. Me too, but oh. it's so necessary for this career, isn't it? But I just I want to get rid of Facebook. I want to get rid of Twitter, Instagram. I just want to be off the grid and live a normal fucking life. Mm-hmm. What does a normal life look like for you? What it was fucking twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you were doing stand up, and then there was uh, just no Twitter. Being, just being happy, uh, just like <laughs> ta- talking to people. They talked to you. They cared what you had to say. Mm. Yeah. No, there wasn't negativity. Uh, we were talking last night, Marin and uh, Tom Rhodes and I were talking last night about the old Bill Hicks joke, where if you watch the news, it's like social media now, but if you watch the news, it's like death, destruction, and it's horrible stuff, and you go outside, it's just just the sound of crickets. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, so it's like, that's what social media is. It makes you think everything is, it is hatred and negativity everywhere, right. which there more, is now more than well, it was. Well, it's, it's, but it's, it's still easier a lot to of spot, good. that's for sure. But here I am sitting across you two people, and you're both very nice. 
Thank you. Yeah. So <laughs> what I'm saying is... <laughs> no, the reality is quite different. I mean, I, how many people have I flipped the bird off to on the 405 fl- freeway that I probably would have gotten along with otherwise, but this information superhighway, which I'm dating myself with that term... Uh-huh. Is that we? I I experienced. I'm not on Facebook anymore. I I, I uh, deactivated it, and it's been a month. Mm. And uh, how do and you I, feel? I feel fine. I just <laughs> you know I don't. What's going on? I don't know what's going on. But uh, it was like road rage for me because I'd see one kind of thing plucked up on there. Yeah. And psh, yeah, I just so, uh, I'd have road very, rage. It's very negative. Like I join Instagram, and these kids follow me, and I, sometimes I follow them back, and all their videos are the horrible racist stuff. Or people fighting each other in the street, mm-hmm. homeless or, or people throwing cats. It, other, it's like worrisome. They're like, do you find that funny or interesting? It just it was. Yeah. Da- if, if somebody declared war on us, mm-hmm. like actually came in and our army was busy somewhere else, we would not be able to handle it. Mm-mm. These mm-hmm. kids don't know what they're gonna. What are these kids gonna do? Click a button. Yeah, but yeah. they just left like, click, right click. I don't know. And it's just uh, it's disturbing. But, I don't like I don't like social media. I believe it's the 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 cause of a lot of the problems. In the world, I think the reason we have um, people flipping out and being racist to each other, and the reason we have uh, presidents who uh, are elected because of their uh, whatever their celebrity, is because of social media, where people it just it just the PC movement, the people getting attacked for making jokes. It's just it's just so I don't know. I just think the cause of it comes from social media. I remember when YouTube comments came out in two thousand and three. I was like, this is bad. I was like, they shouldn't do this. This is bad. And they were like, no, that's good, because people come and they comment, and then they view it back to see who commented on their comments. I'm like, yeah, but it's all negative. It's going to get, and it got so, so much mean, worse. yeah. Then, the, you know, MySpace started after that. And, then, and the negativity I is wonder... entertainment, too, though. Jimmy Kimmel does that thing where people the read tweets, the yeah. mean tweets. That's yeah. now entertaining. Yeah. My, if you look me up on a, online, the first comment. Brian Scalaro. No matter what video it is, is about my weight is the first comment every time. For example, this is how bad things are getting. I'm in a Ralph's, and I'm fucking putting my food on the counter, and this millennial guy uh, is kind of flipping through a magazine. He's not really reading. He's flipping through it. Not reading. Look, yeah, what are you looking for? And he's, and he's going, <laughs> and I look at him, and I go, is there something wrong? And he goes, you're fat. That's what's wrong. Oh, my God. Buy, that happened? Yeah, you're buying food that's bad for you. You don't exercise, and that's why you're fat. And I just went... And I took the magazine and I threw it across the store. And I was like, security. And security was like trying to break up. And I was like, no, you don't understand. This guy is mocking me for food you're selling. And that that, that won the comp, that won the, the fight. So they kicked him out. But I get called fat at least five times a day by, by people on social media. On the internet? On the internet, yeah. And sometimes it happens, like I would say, once a week in real life. If another homeless guy calls me big guy, I'm going to fucking stab him in the nuts. <laughs> Hey, big guy, you got a dollar? Well, I did. They call me fucking big guy. Fuck you, stinky. <laughs> <laughs> Calling each other by the obvious. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, it is that. That I believe is the, a direct result of social media. My, my personal opinion. Because people feel that all of a sudden they have power mm-hmm. anonymously. They, yes. Yeah. And they also, Ugh. also, it breeds, um, uh, it, it breeds stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Like they, uh, like that girl in Canada who did that video where she mocked fat people and became a millionaire from it. And at the end of the video, she was like, oh, I was just trying to mock them so that they lose weight. It's like, fuck you. That's not motivating. No. You, what you tried to do was well, take an easy joke, an old joke. Yeah. There's a lot of fat people who are fat because they're endomorphs. That's their body type. Right. And they have to, they don't have, they can't afford to eat healthy or they don't have time to exercise because they have five kids. Or sometimes some guys 
like for me, I I'm, I have multiple sclerosis and I have to get uh, an IV once a month. And I gain seven pounds from the saline a month. Oh, my gosh. So I've gained 50 pounds in the past year. And now I have to really start adjusting yeah. my diet to counterbalance that. I haven't started it yet. I just realized why. Yeah. When were you I, diagnosed with that? A couple of years ago. Oh, my gosh. But I uh, I started uh, getting this IV and and I started gaining weight. And so I cut out soda and I started exercising in the morning and I cut out food at night. And I kept gaining weight, and I couldn't figure out why. I was like, usually when people quit soda, they lose five pounds or three. Right. I gained twenty. Oh my gosh! And so yeah. it's the saline. My doctor. How said, frustrating! It's the yeah. So to be called fat when you don't know anything about me, that bothers the shit out of me. Yeah. And it'll happen still because I said this. If you have a comment page on your thing, it's going to be comments about my weight, guaranteed. So what I'm saying is, uh, the Y twos and the shuffle. Yeah. Our audience is in. See, this is this is where we're going to try to equalize it a little bit. At least that that's our that's our thinking. But I'm I'm from this conversation kind of taken away that consume. There's no such thing as consumerism on social media. Everybody's a producer without an editor. Okay, and that's why uh, it's a clusterfuck because yeah. everybody gets to have a little TV show. Right. And there's no editors, producers, or standards and practices, so yeah. everything goes. Yeah. No shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Yeah, yeah. George Calm. Remember? Well, yeah. Why mm-hmm. can't Twitter... Here's the thing I've learned. I've been in working in radio for almost 15 years now, and when someone takes the time to say something shitty about you, yeah. that's actually a really good thing. Well, yeah, no, I ignore right? it. These days, I yeah. ignore it. Right, and they say that only 1% of your audience is listening, is exactly. really engaging yeah, with yeah. you, and so the people, and even fewer of that are going to hate what you're doing. So the fact yeah. that, like, the, the more people that hate you, I'm like, fuck yeah, my audience the more just, people, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's cool. No, it's, it is. That's an interesting yeah. equation. Yeah. So to okay. me, when someone's like, ew, you're, yeah. you know, you, I used to have, like, like, really, yeah. I used to have, like, really messed up teeth, and so, mm. like, people would be like, mm, and they're like, mm. Okay, well, no, yeah. but I'm on the radio and you're not. So yeah, exactly, <laughs> and you're writing. But... You're writing about me, and yeah. I'm ignoring you. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I, um, I try to ignore as well. It took a long time. This is yes. not like. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. Not exactly, exactly. My this 19-year-old a... self was like, "Oh my god, everyone yeah. hates me." Um... <laughs> my favorite was when Emma Watson was on Jimmy Kimmel. She was reading a tweet about it. She goes, "Is it Emma Watson? It was the one from uh, La La Land." Oh, uh, Stone. Emma, Emma Stone. Stone. Emma Stone. She's reading it. She goes, Emma Stone looks like she smells like cat pee. Oh. And then she looked up, and I'm like, she does look like she smells like cat pee. But, was, <laughs> but she kind of, but I, it's so fucking hurtful. Though. You yeah. Know I mean? It sometimes is just right to the bone. It's like, why would you say that? Because people are just horrible, horrible people. Jimmy, he's an interesting character. Should we do some music? Sure. The That's what this back. is. Why Tune Shuffle <laughs> takes all the madness. How, how did we get to this? And brings I, it because we're just go. We're just talking. We're hanging out in Maggie's room. Out. We're yeah. in Maggie's bedroom here, cranking well, tunes. Well, don't, hey, don't say that. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Why are you in the bedroom? I wasn't in the bedroom. No. Brian Scalaro, song number one. No, you yeah. do. <laughs> uh, I was like, I know you know this song. Yeah. Copeland. Oh, yeah. I feel a hot wind on my shoulder And the touch of the world that is older I turn the switch and check the number I leave it on when in bed I slumber I hear the rhythms of the music About the product that never uses Wait for it. Wait for it. I'm on a Mexican radio. What kind of radio? 
Pacoima, California, ladies and gentlemen. That's where I live. All right, Brian, why this song? Why this make your favorite five? <laughs> uh, Wall of Voodoo, Mexican radio. When my family, when I was young, my family would take us on road trips all the time. We, we, they were very good that way. We'd go on vacations at Disneyland or wherever. And, From New York? Well, we flew there. Oh. But they were ones where we went to, like, Gettysburg, and we went to, like, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Look at the, the yeah, Amish yeah. people. So the invention of the Walkman came around. Ah, yes. And I, st- I feel bad about this because they would spend all this money and time on these vacations, and my brother would sit in the backseat with Walkman on uh-huh. and just block them out. <laughs> but we were not a musical family. Is this the four of you? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Oh, sometimes my grandmother was there. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. And the poor woman had to sit in between two people on headphones. Hawkmans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, but we went from this family that talked to this family where my parents would argue in the front and my brother and I would just look out the windows with Walkman on. <laughs> but we were never a musical family. So the very first song I heard on a Walkman, I was sitting in the back seat. My brother had the Walkman. We were in a gas station going to Gettysburg. I was still... The nice kid talked to my parents, and I picked up my brother's Walkman, and there was a mixtape in there, and the very first song I heard on headphones was uh, the song, Mexican Radio. Oh, my gosh. And so, it, as someone who didn't grow up with music, we were more of a movie family. Like, I was able to just escape. Like, it was just in my head. The music uh-huh. was blaring in my head, and I was, it was no, nothing else existed. And it was nice. There were no thoughts besides the song. Wow! You know, and that we didn't we didn't have music really growing up. My father didn't play music; he'd play movies, and my mother would show TV shows. We didn't have music. Brian, this is I, this is amazing because we're we're really going on a road here that I've never even thought about. I remember the exact moment yeah. I put on this kid sitting next to me in uh, Miss Patrillis's science class right. had a freaking Walkman, and nobody knew what they were—the spongy little headphone type deals. Yeah, I remember the very first time I put that on. I can. Well, what was the song? Do you remember? Well, the preacher and the teacher, no, they are not. They are the talk of the town. It's, um... Oh, yeah, what is that? Uh, Jesus, Louises. That's it. Uh, you know, it's uh, the, the Doobie Brothers. Doobie, Doobie Brothers. Oh and, and I And, and it, it was, it was life-changing... Yeah. How amazing it sounded with a Walkman! Yeah, you could really escape. Really, could, you could really escape. It, it was yeah, it was June uh, nineteen eighty three. Yeah, and that was probably yeah. our last. They had Walkmans then. June eighty three. Yeah, it was yeah. right around the right yeah. around the go, right the best years. Mm-hmm. Oh. The best years. The I was born that year, so I yeah. Was I was 80, yeah. 80, 80, <laughs> eighty to eighty eight was great. Wow. Eighty eighty nine, we got Goonies, we got Ghostbusters, we mm. got Blues Blues Brothers. You can't you can't even talk to a girl on the street or, or on like a hiking. You can't ask somebody for directions. No, no. You, like everyone has fucking have. Remember the George Carlin joke? I don't even know it was a joke. It was more of a, a commentary. He's like, he's like, can kids doesn't anybody think anymore? <laughs> like, imagine, imagine being so afraid of your own thoughts. You got to mm-hmm. block it out with music all the time. Well, it seems like it's way too many headphones. Well, now it's a screen and a headphone. Well, women, We're immersed. Women use the headphones to keep people away from them when they're hiking or walking a dog, and I get that. Mm-hmm. Which but, is actually so dangerous. But again, you also maybe there's maybe Mr. Wright is on the fucking corner right next to you, and you didn't fucking meet him because mm. you had the fucking headphones on. You have try. You have to have trial and error. You got to meet eighty assholes to meet the good one. Yeah. And you can't do that if you got headphones on. Ugh. 
it's actually it's also really dangerous as a woman to be so immersed in your headphones because yeah. you have to be aware. Like you have to yeah. know where you are I'm and where s- you're going. I'm sneaking up behind you like yeah. 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 I feel like that in Chicago. I feel like everyone's like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chicago. the Walkman also has a downside in in terms of like the worst music, the worst singers that are taking singing classes put on their Walkmans and have to practice their singing as they're walking through the neighborhood. Ever seen like a horrible singer? You know, and and, and you go out, you're like, excuse me, could you, what? What? You know, they still don't get that you can't hear. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. What was that song? Uh, Don't say, I can't remember it. It'll it'll come to you. It'll come to you. What was your favorite, what was your, what was your favorite family vacation that you remember? Disneyland was the shit. Of course, the yeah. first time going to Disneyland, land was, or world, uh, world. Yeah, the first time, the first time going to Disney World, just the five of us. Um, back when there was only three hotels, hmm. back when there was like the, the the contemporary and the and the Polynesian. We stayed at the Polynesian. Nobody Exotic. Stayed, nobody stays at the Polynesian. Exotic. <laughs> and we had such a great time. And it, that was probably I. Rem, I remember. I remember so much from it, like it was yesterday. Uh. We walked in as a little kid, and the Chip and Dale were, <gasps> were over there. Yes. And I just ran, not that Chip and Dale. <laughs> and I, I said she got excited. So I, I just ran to them, uh, and, the, and I hugged Chip and Dale, uh. and the whole, the whole crowd went, aww. Uh. And now I'm 300 pounds, and nobody wants to talk to me. Nah, true. That's a great story. The, the first Walkman song. I wonder how many listeners can really kind of go there. That's a great question too. Your down first, the road, yeah. yeah. What's the first song you heard? I was like, I can, I can relate music to locations. Yeah, I, I can relate to. I remember the gas station. I remember where, which way we were facing. <sighs> like I remember where I was sitting when I watched Ghostbusters in the theater. I, remember, I can remember every theater I was in. Wow. Yeah. You know, what movies I saw there. What's your favorite like road trip snack? I have a go-to. Well, now it's different. <gasps> now I'm driving so much to shows and I'm by myself, and I just need to. Like there was a cheese doodle. <laughs> remember, remember a few years ago. I don't. I don't know why they stopped this. There were four different types of cheese doodle in the cheese doodle bag. What? You didn't see that one. There was one that looked like a like a Captain America shield. There was one that looked like a oh, little, little potato. That's then so funny. They had a crunchy one and a puffy one. <laughs> so as you reached in, you didn't know what you were getting. Different uh. textures and flavors. That was the. That oh was my god! The you're like Captain America. It's amazing. What I like to do is when I drive in the dark. Back, back from Vegas or like fucking four in the morning is open up Starburst and uh, I, I don't look at the color uh, and I put it in and try to guess what it is. That is a- <laughs> and that, that, That's fun. That, that keeps fun. me interested. <laughs> and I do the same with Jelly Bellies. Uh, jelly Bellies are the shit. That's so funny. The games that we. What's play your go to, Maggie? Cheez Its and Pop Tarts. Pop-tarts. Oh, Pop-Tarts. Oh, Pop-Tarts. What yeah. flavor? Brown sugar and cinnamon. Strawberry. Interesting. Yeah. That's such a girl, I'm, that's strawberry. Such a girl answer. What's yours? That's a girl answer. Strawberry. Yeah. What's I, yours? Blueberry? That's not even a real flavor. Nobody even said that. <laughs> <laughs> you said that. Chocolate uh, s'mores. I like the s'mores. <laughs> s'mores. <laughs> They're fucking awesome. They seem really... I've driven cross country. I've driven. I've driven cross country six times, back and forth. So a total of twelve times. Okay. Combos, cheddar cheese combos. Uh, those are good. Yeah. yeah, big bag of combos yeah. from the truck stop. Weehaw! Nice. We driving. Yeah, your road trip. <clears throat> that might be a fun bit too. Mm-hmm. Your, what's your road trip album on repeat? Oh my god, I have several. All right, song number two. Like- <laughs> 
All-time favorite? Yeah. I got the voices of many in my throat. The teeth of a frog and the tail of a goat. I'm Exuma. I'm the Where are we, Brian? Where what are is we? This song, yeah. If you got a woman and she ain't happy, come see me. Fuck them out of me. Take that come out of me. Oh, whoa. It's a wish doctor. This is amazing. Why aren't you using this in your act? I fucking love this guy. Uh-huh. Uh, what is it? Who is it? Screaming Jay Hawkins? Ex- yeah. Exuma. Exuma. The, the Obia Man. The, the Obia Man. Man. The Obia Man is, Obia. is the witch doctor of Bahamas. And the Bahamas used to be called the Exuma Case. So this is a guy named Exuma, who's now dead. He died in 96. Huh. And he was a musician in the Bahamas. He did a lot of reggae. But then... In, I would say, 68, 70, he moved to uh, New York. And he went to the Bowery, and he met he met all these musicians in the Bowery, and he created several albums. He had a album deal. And they were all about voodoo. They were voodoo rock songs. Mm. Wow. And they were so scary that they were like, hey, uh, <laughs> you still got three more albums, and we, we want you to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> So he did some like really sarcastic songs uh, about hay rides and Paul McCartney covers and Jin just left, and then finished his career playing reggae in the Bahamas. But there's like four albums called Exuma, Exuma Two, Snake, I believe, uh, Duanani. That's it. They're so. How did you find it? Like yeah, who introduced say. you to exactly. this? Exactly. Yeah. That's why. That's where the story is great. Okay. The guy, <laughs> my <laughs> my college friends are pretty crazy. One of them is really crazy. What college? Uh, SUNY New Pulse. New Pulse. I went to New Pulse for a semester. Yeah, the tripping fields, baby. Yeah, yeah, the okay, go ahead. So Darren had his, and he had a, he still has a great record collection. He'll go to a yard sale and buy something for five cents, and then call you up and play it on the on your answer machine. <laughs> and you're like, oh, Darren, Darren, I gotta go. And he's, and he's just drunk. He's dancing. The dogs are screaming at him. And he had his parents had an album called Exuma the Obia Man. And it was crazy. And it was, that song is so powerful. It's like it just builds and builds and builds. And the whole time he's telling you, uh, uh, I'm going to kill these people. I'm going to fucking raise the zombies. And <laughs> and I'm going to change your woman into a bat. Like he just tells you horrible things. But he's, it's, there's so much power in his voice. And so we would just get stoned. <laughs> really fucking stoned. Maybe maybe there was coke. Maybe there was. It was a long time ago. Sure. <laughs> like it was after college. It was five years. We don't have to do anything after college. You have five years where you could just fuck around. I thought it was thirty. <laughs> <laughs> so we would just play his albums and just dance like fucking lunatics. But also it was fun because nobody else. It would scare people. So I remember once being at a Super Bowl party and we didn't like any of the people that. Well, we didn't like frat people at all. Okay. And there was tons of frat people. And the Super Bowl ended, and Darren just played that song. <laughs> and, it, it, and the people just left. And like They left within a minute. It was just... That's amazing. Yeah, and it's one of the best. If you're in a dark place, uh-huh. 
and you're taking a four hour drive back from Vegas after you lost a lot of money. I highly recommend it. <laughs> it's and that so that musician probably means the most to me. When he died, we actually had a little fucking voodoo <laughs> like play oh, really? a voodoo thing to try to raise his body from the dead. It was stupid. Did you ever get into that more later? Like voodoo, no, spirituality, well, like any of that super Well, I, I'm spiritual, but that was just a joke. Oh, that, I get that. That, that was just guys stunned trying to have fun. But it's really the uh, the best um the best musician I've ever discovered. And sometimes when you look him up, yeah. you'll hear his reggae stuff and you'll hear his sarcastic albums, but really you gotta find those first four. They're powerful. So, so you went to New Pulse. Not to New Pulse, yeah. Yeah, I was there uh, 89, 90. No, I was there uh, 95, no, 92, 92 to 95. Just missed each other, mm. P&Gs. Those are P&Gs. p was the frat bar. Yes. I was the Griffin. He was the Griffin. And yeah. then, then there was the guy from uh, Gilligan's Island. Don't uh, know what you're talking about. Uh, the skipper? The no, no, the, uh, the rich guy. <laughs> what was his real name? Do you remember? Thurston Howell? Yeah, he Jim Bacchus. Bacchus. Bacchus Bar. He didn't own that. Yes, he did. Are you fucking that kidding Bacchus me? Bacchus Bar is, is Jim Bacchus's bar. Yes, oh, it is. Come on. Swear. Swear I, to God. I was at his grave. I went to his grave. Yeah, yeah. By accident. Just yeah. New Paul's baby. Wow. I didn't know it was Jim Bacchus's bar. Are you yeah, sure? Bacchus is Jim. Nobody told me that. That's true. You've okay. learned something on iTunes and Shuffle. Okay. Wow, we're off to a smoking start here. Yeah, Literally. I, I, <laughs> I, I highly recommend looking up Exuma, the Obia Man, Mama Lay, Papa Lai. A Snake, Duanani, A Place Called Earth. These are great songs to get stoned to. Make a note of it. I love yeah. that this brings you to college. Yeah, it was, college, it was really technically after college, but uh, these were my college friends. Yeah. There was about six of us, five of us, and we would just great years dance like lunatics. No woman around, because yeah. we're playing this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, yeah. no, you know, but, but it's like, I, whenever I'm in a car with a guy who loves music and knows a lot about music, I can always stump him with this. Oh, yeah. They don't know that. Absolutely. I bet. I bet. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you, um, what was your first job out of college? Uh, I was in, I was an intern for a, com- a comedy channel, which was Comedy Central in the old days. So oh. I was an intern there. It was horrible. Actually, my first job was for Mark Marin Project, which was a pilot for um, Comedy Channel. Oh my God! Yeah. So I worked on Marin back in wow. '95. So back, that's crazy. And there was a show called Eggs '57. I was a PA on that uh, with Paul Donello, Amy Sidaris, mm-hmm. Stephen Colbert. Yeah. And did I worked on that show? MTMSK or whatever. When I'll tell you, I was forced. You always wonder why when you are auditioning the people for TV, why they're always female executives. I'll tell you why. <laughs> because <laughs> because when they all start out as PAs and interns, the guys take the female interns and put them with them and uh-huh. say, you work with us in the writer's room, and they take the fat fucking male interns <laughs> and put them on the goddamn truck and have them load sprites. <laughs> That's, That's right. why. And I did that for years, and I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. You're like, I hate Sprite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sprite Zero is good, but I don't like aspartame. I'll kill you. Yeah. Oh, good days. Wow. Good days. Song number three. Three. Peter Gabriel. Tempo change. Will you take me on your back for a ride? If I should fall, would you swallow me? 
outside River Show me how to float I feel like I'm sinking down that Do you recognize this one, David? I've never heard it in my life yeah. I need to hear a nugget Definitely need to hear a nugget. In this water, my feet won't touch the ground. Wow. I need something to turn myself around. Jesus Christ. Good song, man. You know, I know my mom is a huge Peter Gabriel fan, and I feel like I've heard everything, but I've never heard no, this until today. I almost time. cried listening to it. Yeah, good. It's a. Um, it's, so he's released an album um, called uh, Us, mm-hmm. and it's when Rosanna Arquette and him split. Mm. And it, the, the cover is awesome. It sums up the whole thing. It's like he's, it looks like he's trying to capture or let go. You can't tell because mm. the way the, the photographer shot it. And it's almost like a ghost, like his girl's leaving him. So he's, he's either oh, is this sh- this red cover? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a brilliant photo cover. And you can't tell if he's letting her go or if he's trying to catch her. So yeah, it's and so um, it's uh, the whole album is the process of a bre- of a breakup with his wife, and it is so heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, my first girlfriend uh, I ever had, was just an asshole and still is, mm. still fucking asshole. Like I saw her in San Francisco, and she denied the fact that we ever dated. Wow! And that that broke my heart all over again. Mm-hmm. I hear I was trying to make up with her. But anyway, so she like smashed my heart. Started fucking my friends while I was in college. Oh my god! Just a bad person. And so I, my father and mother really weren't very uh, well at the time. Really weren't. Like, I didn't feel comfortable going to them, and nor nor would they, would they be good at that. We weren't a, like an emotional family, even though we were Italians. We weren't very much uh, like helping each other through uh, dating. Yeah. Like, my, no, my, my father never once told my brother and I how to masturbate. You think that would have came up once in a while? Yeah, <laughs> my so, dad showed me. <laughs> <laughs> so when she uh, and I split, I had to fucking just get over it myself and figure out how to do it. And I was all alone, a freshman year of college, and I had no real friends. So I had to figure this out by myself. And that album was the, that song in particular is called Washing of the Water, about how he, uh, lets her go and oh. it's, it's very very emotional and it's i can remember the bed and i can remember the pictures on the wall and i can remember the room number of my dormitory and just going through that by myself listening to his album describe that room <laughs> you know what i hear oh. but um it's a great album digging in the dirt is about how he figures out how he fucked that up mm-hmm. and why he reacted he looks back in his past and there's some great songs on their steam it's a wonderful album so, wow. so, yeah. so yeah, it's called us and the us. washing of the water. What what were the circumstances that you guys met in San Francisco? You had a show up there, or like... I, had, I had a show up there, and I reached out to her, and I thought it would be nice if we had a drink, and we did. And I, I wasn't trying to date her; I had somebody, she and somebody. Yeah. And we met, and uh, she we talked for a while, and it was nice. And then she denied it, and I was like, I pulled up an old message, and I was like, Here you are calling me your boyfriend. Yeah. And that just bothered her. And she got up and she blocked me on Facebook. What the heck? Exactly. 
And then was I, that the closure that you needed? Do you think? Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. I'll tell you. Also, at the show, she heckled a comedian, and I and I was like, "This is the person I liked." I don't, the fact that you would heckle a comedian—that's that's who you are. And Elsa, when she denied the fact that we dated, which was crazy. Yeah. We, we went outside. A homeless guy asked her for a dollar, and she bought him a slice of pizza. I'm like, okay, you care about that guy, but not about me. You, you, wow. can't, you can't even give me a reality and send me home with that with a smile, but you'll give this homeless guy a slice of pizza. And the guy wasn't even homeless. He was just a kid. It was Hyperry Ash. You know, what is it called? Yeah. Hey, Dashbury. Thank you. It was just like a guy who was begging. Anyway, she was, she was a scumbag. But that song was really nice. That, that, that album helped me get through it. Wow. Yeah. Everybody has that breakup album, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Uh, I I think it's like a, a whole collection of breaks. Yeah, mm-hmm. some, some some people don't, don't want to d- delve into it. They don't want to think sad thoughts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you need at least a week of Exuma, yeah, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and that to get you through it. Tom Waits, some yeah, but, you got to get deep for a week. Have a bad week. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, who, who are you? Eric Church, Sinners Like Me. That album. Which, Which one? Eric Church, Sinners Like Me. That was yours. Mm-hmm. I have. I never even heard of it. It's country. Okay. <laughs> Title song from Who Who Are You? Who are tell you? me who are you? Uh, uh, I woke up in a Soho doorway. A policeman knew my name. I started throwing punches around. So tell me who are you? Um, <laughs> what's the nugget on that, Peter Gabriel? Um, it was hard to find anything on this song because I think it's a oh, B side okay. track. It, it's, it's, uh... But what I did find about Peter Gabriel that I didn't know, maybe lots of other people did know that. He, they when they first started out in Genesis, he had like a super bad PA system, so people couldn't really understand what they were singing about. Right. So Peter was like, "I'm gonna find other ways to make audience members love me," and started dressing up in these yeah, crazy yeah. costumes. I didn't exactly. know that he did that. Yeah, so, he did do that. Yeah. yeah, which explains Foxtrot, mm-hmm. the album. But he did like the Batwings, Britannia, which is one of my favorite pictures that I saw. He looks kind of like a trans Roman warrior. Yeah, it's amazing. Awesome. I love Peter Gabriel. His yeah. voice, uh, the, the 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 Last Temptation of Christ. He does all the music for that. Mm-hmm. And he's that. fucking fantastic. You know, nice. Yeah. So that was a sad one, but I figured we split it up. You know. Yeah, sad's okay. Love it, love it. Kind of hard to follow Exuma. This is why the tunes shuffle. <laughs> That's why the tunes shuffle. Brian, your song number four. There we go. Years. Three Sisters, I was telling you about. It was canceled after the Olympics, the Winter Olympics. So I didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. I didn't know if I was going to move back to New York or what. Uh, the money was going to run out probably in about a year. wasn't quite sure, maybe less. Started collecting unemployment. Mm. Adaptation came out with Meryl Streep and Nicolas Cage and Chris Cooper, and this song was used in the commercial. 
So I downloaded I asked my girlfriend at the time to download it because I didn't know anything about computers. Napster. Yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> and then I started to, I, I auditioned for a show uh, called Platonically Incorrect, um, written by Darlene Hunt, who is a fantastic writer. She's in a bunch of episodes on uh, Parks and Recreation. She played the woman married to the gay guy who was always fighting for rights, uh, uh, <laughs> always against anything sexual. So Darlene Hunt, Tom Shadiak, who uh, who directed uh, um, Nutty Professor, uh, Ace Ventura, mm-hmm. and he did a great movie, I Am, and he quit, he quit directing movies. I don't know if you guys know that. No. He was in a bad accident, and he realized that he was part of the problem of the world, so he d- devotes his life now to do really? right, right, good things. And stuff. I interviewed him. He's ah. a wonderful guy. Yeah. So anyway, so I auditioned for them, and it goes well, and I don't hear anything for about a month and a half, and oh. my manager says, uh, they want to call you back in. And I went back in, and they liked me. And then they said, okay, you're going to you know, test. So I did the studio test, and Darlene wanted me to have the part. And she goes, I, ad-lib here, ad-lib here. And she helped me out. So I, I went studio test, went great. So then I had the network test. And that's so stressful. It's out of thousands of people, it's down to you and one other guy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd been through that once before. Uh, with the pilot I did with Tiffany Thiessen. So I had to uh, be in a good mood. And uh, so I blasted this song on a loop all the way to ABC, right, uh-huh. right around the corner from you guys, mm-hmm. uh, just just blasting it like five or six times. Uh-huh. And uh, I just would listen to it. I wouldn't get out of my car until the last possible minute so I could just play the song continuously. Yeah. Because it's a good, happy song. And I went up and I fucking nailed it. And the the rumor is that Tom Shadiak wrote <laughs> on my eight by ten if if they don't hire this guy they're stupid, and then the woman, the woman felt that I wasn't attractive enough to play the second lead, so they had so Tom Shadiak and Darlene Hunt wanted me so they had to run fake auditions for about two weeks to wear down what they call the option, so that they they said to ABC okay we'll find somebody else we'll we'll run auditions. But after two weeks, we got to take them. So they ran fake auditions. Wow. Yeah. And I've now been on the opposite side of that, where I've been called in for a fake audition when you know they're offering it to Will Sasso or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it, does, it doesn't feel good. But at one point, it happened for me. So then I got it, and it was just Mr. Blue Sky. I swear to God, Mr. Blue Sky is all, is all that is the reason I got it. It's your pump-up song. It was that. I I have different ones now, but that was the one back then. Nice. Yeah. That's the song. That's what happened there. And it wound up being a great pilot. Uh, didn't, we got beat to the lineup by, uh, who the fuck beat us? I can't remember. But we were waiting to the last possible minute. We had mm-hmm. a little party and nothing happened. All right. But we shot it again. I made a lot of money off of it. We shot it like three times. I love when that happens. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I made like almost 100 grand from it. Player pay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, but, but it was a really good pilot. And I, they've been, I, and I see their names everywhere and I wish them all great. That's awesome. Yeah. And then that wound up being good because Tom Everett Scott was in that pilot who uh, who recommended me to uh, for Stacked with Pam Anderson and Chris Wood. Mm-hmm. So it all worked out good. And I, it all goes back to Mr. Blue Sky. Wow. Yeah. I wonder if like if the ELO knew how their music affected people, if that would change anything for them. I think I think when people create happy music and people uh, don't like happy music, I go, why don't don't you want to force some happiness in your life? Why does everything got to be dark and gloomy? All yeah. The time? Like I, when I always find it funny that a lot of women listen to rap and a lot of men listen to girly songs. 
And the women always make fun of men who listen to girly songs. I go, no, no, no. These guys want to feel like this girl's singing to them. Yeah. And the girls want to uh, feel feel like this man is fucking rapping to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. You know. Yeah. So like, that's all it is. That's why I listen to Cindy Lauper. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I, I mean, there's just some some of those songs. Are, yeah. That's I never really thought about it that way. That I want because I wonder, like, why do I love this song because so of, much? You want to feel like I would never out? sing it, but. No. I would love to be with her while she's singing it to me yeah. about me. That's yeah, why, that's, that's exactly why, right. Yeah. And that's why I always hate when there's a was a woman singing a nice romantic song and a rapper shows up for three seconds in the middle. I'm like, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> you just ruined it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't fucking need you. It's so validating. I hope for the listeners that you know have their pump up song or their just before I'm going to do a thing. I mean, whether you're going to go to a network test, <laughs> which is you know creme de la creme in the entertainment industry. Yeah, yeah. Or you're going to go ask for that promotion, or you might go get on your knee. Music is the foundation, I believe, of every other form of entertainment. And if you yeah. don't connect, if you're not, if you don't have a rhythm and a beat, you're yeah. not going to go anywhere in life. I need, like, I have uh, songs that are ready to go sometimes before I leave. Before I leave, well, I'm in Vegas and I have to take the elevator down two floors to do a show. I'll have little music on when I get it out of the show. So Maggie and I do made the have... show up. That's what yeah. we were talking about. That's why we do the show. I, and some, some of the songs are embarrassing. Universal. Like yeah. the theme song to, uh, <laughs> what the hell is that fucking Disney Channel show <laughs> with this twin sisters? Liv and Maddie? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> this. <laughs> Their theme song is so childish, but it puts me in a great mood. There you That's go. That's so great. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a song for when you come on stage, like an entrance song? No, but I do hope sometimes they choose a rap song, because then I can go, that song does not fit my personality, and it usually gets a big laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of having the first thing you say should be funny. Yeah. No matter what. Them apple bottom jeans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 All right, here we go. Song number this one. This one said. Song number five. We'll meet again Don't know where Don't know where I didn't take this one as sad But I Sorry, know sad. we'll this is the end. This is the end of Doctor Strangelove Some sunny day But there's a reason it's sad Keep smiling through the end of Doctor Strangelove The world blows up you ever see it? Always do. It ends in nuclear war and the world is destroyed. So it's a montage of explosions with this song playing. I could see why that would be depressing. So no, but that's meant that was meant for comedy. Yeah. Which is the reason I Which is the reason I down I downloaded the song. Because it was a reflection of a comedic scene in a movie. Yeah. But it wound up being something said. She wrote this actually. For the British troops in World War II, as an optimistic, like, feel good. When when I, uh, uh, that was the image going through my mind was a GI leaving a canteen on his way to, and so it was actually written for the for the Limeys, for the for the Doughboys. In 2009 was the 75th anniversary of the declaration of World War II, and so at 92 years old, this woman Vera Lynn became a number one recording artist again. So what happened is... The oldest person. So I had these... It was back during cassettes. So I had mixtapes of all different songs. Mm-hmm. So I downloaded this song because I love Dr. Strangelove and I thought the ending was hilarious. <laughs> the movie was supposed to end with a pie fight, but at the last minute, Stanley Kubrick uh, decided with the help of Spike Milligan and Peter Sellers that they should cut to a nuclear, uh, <laughs> nuclear destruction to play the song. 
So they thought it was very funny, and it was very funny. So I had that song in my mixtape. Uh, so my grandmother passed away, and uh, we were at the house and uh, before she passed away, and I had a, I was testing for a pilot in New York. So I was worried I wasn't going to make it back in time to see her. So I did. She stayed alive long enough for me to get there. So we all said goodbye. And then my brother and I went to his house, and we played video games for about 30 seconds. We knew she was going to die that night. My mother wanted to be alone with her. So we get the phone call that she died. So we get back in the car, and we're driving back to be with my mother and my father and my, my passed away grandmother. And uh, this song comes on. It's like that song now went from a comedy song to a sad song. And it was like it was always meant to, for my mind, it was a comedy song because it's Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> so to drive with my brother to a place where she died with that song playing was like comforted us. Yeah. 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 We'll see her. We'll see her again. Is this the same grandmother that was on the road trip sometimes? Yeah. Nice. So is that your mom's mother? Yeah, my or your... mom's mom, yeah. Okay, that's why your mom wanted to be alone with her. And did she, was she born in New York City, or would she immigrate, or her parents? My mom immig- or, her, or her mother. Uh, your grandmother. My, my grandmother was from uh, Indiana. She was from Indiana? Yeah, the, good, the cool story <laughs> is that she met my grandfather at Fort Knox at a dance. During World War II? Yeah, yeah. So they, <laughs> so they would all um, line up. Like, girls would switch places with each other to try to get the guy that they wanted to be lined up with. <laughs> so I don't know fully if that how that worked out, but it worked out. So they uh, dated, and then they uh, moved to Coney Island together and lived with his family. And she was great. She was great. Yeah. So was he. Did she um, have, like, a regular Christmas or birthday gift that you and her brother would get? Um. Like, my grandmother always made, like, little doll clothes, and we were so excited. Like, we're going to get new, like, original doll clothes. Her sisters. No, she was just the best. I never saw her raise her voice once. Mm -hmm. And at times, when I get upset about being uh, away from my family for 18 years here in L.A., because they're in New York, I think about how she moved, left everybody Mm -hmm. in Indiana, just moved moved to Coney Island to Mm -hmm. live with a bunch of crazy Italian New Yorkers. Because she wasn't Italian. Oh, she. Yeah. Like Irish, and yeah. she, she was a little Cherokee and French in there. Wow, Scottish. Wow. wow, yeah. Like if Grandma could do it, I can do it. Exactly, but she was a really sweet human being. I never saw her yell once. Yeah, never once. She would try to play Atari with us, but it was just <laughs> but she. She was so bad at it, but we like we didn't know. She did her best to be a. Uh, she was just a sweetheart. She was the fifth member of the family. Yeah. So yeah. that was like uh, that was um, a very sad loss, but it was just like I'm glad because her. Her window faced the Twin Towers. So I was glad that she, when she did die, that she died about six months before 9-11. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad, yeah. she, I'm glad she didn't see that. Well, yeah. what, blows she, my she mind, it, what blows my mind is that Fort Knox, a dance for the soldiers, Yeah, yeah. something happened. Yeah. And it's still happening yeah. right fucking now. Exactly. It's still happening right now. And that because, moment yeah. is still on. That's all. <laughs> it blows my mind Like when I try to think I know anything about the yeah. life or world. And that it depresses me because my brother and I are crazy. We're not going to have kids. So I really hope eventually I get to have one kid so that I can keep that bloodline going out of respect for them. You know? There you go, ladies. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <you> out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Well, let's take a brain break and Please. play a little game called Band Name or Bar Name. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Y-Tune Shuffle fans across the world. It's time again for our exclusive quiz show game called Is It the Band's Name or Is It the Bar's Name? <laughs> That's right. I'm going to challenge Brian and Maggie 
to join me on a trip to beautiful Oahu, Hawaii. <laughs> and I'm going to suggest we go out on the town to grab a bite to eat and listen to some really cool music straight out of Hawaii. Your job, Brian, along with Maggie, is to decipher whether or not I'm taking you to the spa to see this band or that bar to see this band. <laughs> what I mean is, you got to guess which is which. So He's we're in Hawaii. Uh-huh. Would you like to go? <laughs> oh, my God. I'd rather just watch um, TV. Would you like to go <laughs> see Lava Lava play at this great place yeah. called Soulicious? I mean, there's a reason it's called Soulicious. Or do you want to go have something to eat at Lava Lava so we can hear the Soulicious sound of Soulicious, the band? I think it's the second one. Is the name of the band Solicious or the name of the restaurant Solicious? The name of the band is Solicious. Yeah, the name of the band that, yeah. is Solicious, and the name of the restaurant is Lava Lava. That's what I think. Yeah. You both agreed on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. If you happen to be on <laughs> Kualalelali Place at Waikola, Hawaii, 96738, you would be at the front doorstep of the wonderful traditional Hawaiian bistro Lava Lava. And if you were able to go there and hear some great music, you'd be listening to the soul sounds of Soulicious. So it's S O U L. Yeah. So we're right. So Soulicious is the band. That's what we said. Soulicious is the band. Lava Lava is the restaurant. That's what we said. That's what Brian said. Yeah. That's what we said too. I said you too, but I thought it was the other way. So. So you you're feel? right. I'm dumb. Soulicious yeah. is Hawaii's <laughs> hottest show band filled with top musicians and singers. They bring all the classics from the 60s all the way up into the current. Uh, they even do stuff from Rose Royce, The Lion King, show tunes. They got it all going on. So if you're in Hawaii having dinner at Lava Lava, look around and see if Soulicious is playing. You won't regret it. And if you want to sponsor this game show and be part of it, <laughs> go to YTunesShuffle at gmail.com and we'll hook you up with some really great publicity. Global. <laughs> That's it. All Brian, right. because you won, right. and even if you lost, uh-huh. you have to take us somewhere in the world next week for bar name or band name. Uh, I have to take you next week? I have to come back? No, you can tell no, us now us and I will spend... Yeah. Um, You'll be with us in spirit next yeah. week. So, so my my prize is homework. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> pop quiz. Pop quiz. Yeah, right now. Anywhere in no, the world. No, you just get to pick a place in the world yeah. right now. Oh, anywhere in the world. Okay. Salem, Oregon. Salem, Oregon is where we're going to go next week to play <laughs> band name or bar name. Thank you, Brian. Sure. All right. <laughs> Thinking very hard. It's probably just a one place there. <laughs> Thank you very hard. We'd love to hear the story or your memory of your very first concert. This is embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> I was a kid, and my parents, my mother wanted to go see Air Supply. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. you. <laughs> so I was like, uh, she's like, well, we're going to go. I, and I was like, I don't really want it. I, was, I didn't know. Your dad didn't want to go? Well, we all went. Oh. <laughs> we all went to Air Supply. It was something for us to do as a family, but we didn't want... My mother... Well, the music was not a popular thing in my, my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At all. I can't think of any music ever playing in my house at all. Wow. That's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. So my mother wanted to go see Air Supply, so we went. And I, and I thought it was weird. 
<laughs> the Nassau Coliseum. Yeah, Where did the Westbury Music Fair? Which Westbury had, Music Fair. It had the turning stage. I, I've seen uh, George Carlin there about seven times. Wow. I saw um, uh, Howie Mandel. I saw yeah. Gary Sandy from WKRP was in PT Barnum there. I saw Grease there. <laughs> and but, Air Supply. And Air Supply was the first concert I saw. <laughs> What about uh, the last concert, last show you went to? Now, I, since 9-11, don't like crowds. Oh, well, that's I do not like crowds. Mm-hmm. I'll be on stage talking to a crowd, but I do not want to be in a crowd. Yeah. I just don't want to. All right, what was the last no, concert? I'll, t- okay. I'll tell you, I, I, I was nervous the whole time. It was right after 9-11, and uh, Tom Petty. Yes. And it was a good concert, but yeah. my friend had these two friends from Israel with him. Now, I don't know if this is anything to do with Israel. But apparently, you can just belch as loud as you want. Ew. So while we're standing there, surrounded by these beautiful girls listening to Tom Petty, these two guys are going, Bah! Ew! And girls are turning around in complete shock. And I'm just, I'm a, so embarrassed. And at the same time, I think I'm going to blow up. That someone's <laughs> going to blow up the place. <laughs> so it was a very traumatic concert I didn't want to go to. Oh, my gosh. But they're like, ah! What it the- was dead- <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm not a weed can help me. I don't know if it has anything to do with Israel or just this particular family, but they both did it, and my friend didn't see the mind. But I was I was just embarrassed as all fuck. People would just turn around and look, and I was just like, they, Why? of course, I'm the fat guy, so they look at me. Yeah. They think the fat guy's burping. Oh. Oh. Yeah. God almighty. I was just one secretly farting quietly. <laughs> <laughs> like a normal person on an airplane, yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Holy crap. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your stories oh, and, you. and the music. Uh, this is your time to shine, so plug oh, yeah. away. Hey, I got three albums out. If you buy them, uh, that would be nice. I, <laughs> I, I really could use a little money, especially because I got multiple sclerosis, so if you want to help yeah, that. Come on, folks. Dig I, in deep. I have uh, three albums on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play and Amazon. One is called Brian Sclero Sneezes, Farts, and Orgasms. One is called Brian Sclaro's Stupid Time, which is all sketches. And I mean, they're not like, hey, I'm a psychiatrist and my girlfriend plays the patient. No, they're fucking ridiculous skits about. Where you like talk through farting out of your butt. There, there, is it a skit like that? Yeah. Did I, did I show you that? No, I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was, that's, it's all ridiculous. Stuff it was like really that. ridiculous. Yeah, it was yeah. funny. but <laughs> Jim, Jim Gaffigan liked that. He, yeah. he liked it on Instagram. I was like, yeah, I got Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> hey, Jimmy. <laughs> he, he liked uh, but anyway, so the, and there's one called Brian Sclaro Live at the Comedy Castle. They're all very different. One, the first one is all sketch and stand up. One is just stand up, and one is just sketch. So, and those I could use, I could use some people to buy that. If you feel like donating, uh, yeah, please, but pick up one of those. That'd mm. be nice. And if we want to follow you and find out where you're going to be performing next, I'm social at, or I'm at yeah Brian underscore Scalaro on uh, Twitter. I'm playing Acme Comedy Club next week. Uh, in Minneapolis, mm. which is one of the best clubs in the country. Mm-hmm. Very excited. I love that club. And uh, yeah, just you know, I'm ta- yeah, just fucking Brian. Is Sparrow. that the one in the Mall of America? No, that's no, no, that's House of Comedy. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, but it's inside a mall. This, of- this is Acme, which Acme. is one of the best clubs in the country. All right. uh, oh. They don't serve food during the show. Oh, they, cool. They, yeah, don't, so they nice. don't drop checks during the show. That's so nice. This is a club that cares about comedians and cares about the show. Nice. Good venue. And yeah. It's, yeah. It's one of my favorite clubs to play. It's probably one of the best clubs in North America. So that's a good one. And uh, yeah, brianscarver.com has all my dates on it. You know. 
It was a pleasure to meet you guys. Uh, this is why tune shuffle, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what it's about. And right. uh, thank you for your honesty. And yeah, well, that was yeah. Pretty, you guys were cool. Thanks for being cool about it. You've been Brian Scalaro. Thank you for being the best co-host ever, David Earl Waterman. I'm Maggie Mayfield. And if you haven't already, please like, share, and subscribe to Why Tune Shuffle or at Why Tunes Shuffle. Yeah.